Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Welcome to How We Saw It. Come on a journey with us as we talk travel. I'm Mike, and as always, the Lewis to my Clark, the Frodo to my Samwise, Aaron! What's up, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we hope that you do, please leave us a review, and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk about politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. I've had no games since last recording because of weather. So. Yeah, apparently it's like fucking monsoon season, right? Like, yeah, yeah. what the hell? I'm telling <laughs> you, you're going to get like two more games in and then the rest of them are going to get canceled. for. Like if you have locusts by the end of the summer, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> like, oh, it rained frogs or some shit. <clears throat> that's just some deity saying I was not meant to umpire. Right? Like, it's like challenging your atheist beliefs. <laughs> and now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? It's a brief time between recordings, but have you found anything to keep you sane? Uh, since it, it, was, it was a brief time. Like, I, I, was, uh, I was a little scrambly for trying to find something, but I did manage to come up with it. So uh, I, I told you, I didn't say it on the show, but I told you that I was going to plug Pluto TV like mm-hmm. every week until they You're decide right. to sponsor us for, for whatever reason. Because, um, you know, we're obviously where their big money is going to come from. Um, uh, but anyway, so Pluto TV, that thing that I have on my television that plays all kinds of random shit, they have been adding stuff like left and right. Like I mentioned the wrestling stuff, um, but they added uh, like a lot of it. I won't watch obviously. Cause I don't like that much stuff, but uh, like they added like five different MTV channels, which normally you'd roll your fucking eyes at, but one of them was playing Beavis and butthead the other day. Nice. Like, but not with the videos. Like I was so hopeful that it would be with the videos and it was not. Um they added some Comedy Central channels. Like, there's a channel that's just strictly stand-up. Um, they added a bunch of movie channels, uh, some drama channels, like a Paramount channel. Um, they added one called Cult TV, which, like, you would think... It's not literal. Like, it's, uh, like, cult films. Like, like Tommy and uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And right, weird right. shit like that. Uh, but they added one, like, a week later called Con TV. And I assumed it was going to be, <laughs> I assumed it was going to be like, maybe like some kind of crime thing. Like I took con a little too literal. Right. Um, right. Apparently it is um, like, it's, it's weird sci-fi and horror and anime and just oddball shit. Um, and also there's going to be like convention footage, they said. <laughs> so I guess it'll be like. You know, they always have camp- yeah, like they always have camera crews walking around. Um, so I guess they're gonna have shit like that too. But um yeah, that was what they've been adding and it's been kind of fun. Like they've been adding new movies all the time, so I've been able to watch a lot of like weird shit. Uh I watched the uh I watched the Ted Bundy movie last night. Mm. The with uh with Zach Efron. Uh I'm not going to say the name because I fucking forget it all the time. And then I try and I try and say it and I like flub it. So I don't want to sound dumb. Um, but it's the Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie. Like, I feel right. like you could you could Google those two things and you'd probably find your way. 
Um, something vile and yeah, it's, ex- it's something shocking and vile, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile, or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> that dude pulled it off. Like, I thought he did a really, really good job. There's been a lot of rumbly online. Uh, I, I apparently, I apparently have fallen in the minority again and actually like it. Uh, mm. I feel like people thought it was going to be um, like, like follow his killings. And I was going uh, into expecting it was just going to be a court drama uh, with the relationship between him and the woman that he was like going to marry originally kind of wrapped around it. And that's what it was. So I wasn't really disappointed, but I guess a lot of people were, um, which is too bad because like I said, I thought, I thought Zach Efron did a, did a pretty damn good job. And the 999,000 podcasts I've listened to on this subject. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to see it now. Yeah. Like what weren't you getting? What, what didn't you know? What was this movie going to show you that hadn't already been shown? Um, I do, however, hope that maybe sometime in the future they do a movie that focuses on the killings, like maybe along the same lines as uh, like Zodiac did, where, you know, the killings are happening, but it takes place from the viewpoint of like the people that are living in the areas. Right. Like that might be kind of fun. Um, maybe fun's not the correct word. For, I don't whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I've been watching a ton of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Um, he makes watching like he doesn't, I don't want to make it sound like every movie he shows is trash, but like he shows some oddball shit, uh, stuff that if I didn't have him kind of breaking up the movie in like, you know, in like 20 minute increments or whatever, (laughs) I might, I might not be able to get through. Uh, but then he pops up and he tells like some like, you know, jokes and gives you like cool it was like a wealth of information about every movie like and i get that he's reading it off a prompter but i feel like a lot of that stuff is coming out of his head anyway um and it's funny like i find him funny and it's got that nostalgia thing because i'm fucking old and it reminds me of tnt's monster vision Mm. uh which i didn't you know oddly enough i didn't watch a lot of it when it was on originally uh, Shit, I guess I just jam, did, yo. right. I know, I know. You were always watching that. Like, I guess I just wasn't at the point where I could appreciate it yet. Mm. Like now, I love it. Like now, I wish I could just like I wish it was on all the time. That's where I learned who Penn and Teller were. Oh yeah, yeah, because they were the original hosts. So, yeah. oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. And then they replaced, and then they uh, they left, and he he did it. Mm-hmm. Huh? No kidding. That's great. <laughs> well, that kept me sane. What kept you sane? Well, with my days off, I've actually jumped back into video games. So cool. I reinstalled Divinity Original Sin 2, which okay. is a computer role-playing game. It's very, very computer role-playing game, as in it's isometric, but the graphics are really good. And it's very deep quest system, very deep tactic based combat you remember like that dark sun D dark sun game you had yeah those, i do those were, like those those are the height of computer role-playing games and this is this game was calls back to that age of top-notch computer role-playing games in the way mm-hmm. you play those and it's it's really fun it's really involved and i'll probably I'll get tired of it before I ever even get halfway through because right. there's just so much to do. But that's cool though. Like it's nice to know that you could 
like you said, you could feasibly get tired of it, but then you could go back, say, you know, a few months later, and you would still have plenty of game left to go if you wanted it. Right. That was the other thing that ticked me off is I reinstalled it and went to play my old save file, but they got the definitive edition and then the right classic edition. Yeah. So to play the definitive, I can't, I couldn't use my old save file. Oh. So I was like, yeah, I can't really remember the story that yeah, well. Yeah, that's and, true. Maybe you needed a fresh start on it. Yeah. And so I restarted it and going through it and only cheat a little bit. I do right. a gold, I, I'm doing a gold cheat. <laughs> I hate grinding for money. Yeah, I don't I grinding stuff out. I don't mind it so much, oddly enough, like on Xbox, but when it came to like PC games, I could I couldn't stand grinding stuff out. Mm. Like I always had to have you tell me every possible code there was. From God mode on the rise of the triad to mm. God mode in every other fucking game. <laughs> 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 oh, do you want to try this challenging section of the game nope i'm gonna breeze right through it man i'm good it's like like playing. when i like when i used to play the sims all the time right just and it'd be like by. you know do you want to yeah do you want to have them go to work for years in game time and 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 then earn from like a you know a, a humble apartment to maybe a giant mansion no no i'm gonna take every every bit of leeway i possibly can and i'm gonna yeah. take all that money and i'm gonna build them a huge house and then I'm going to put them in the pool and take the ladder away so that they drown. <laughs> and install the nude pad. Yeah, Mod. exactly. <laughs> and giggle at it like, like you know, look. <laughs> a little pixelated. They're pooping. <laughs> <laughs> that so game I was like mean, though. Like you could make people like shit their pants and stuff. Like <laughs> a horrible. You, you want to hear. Not to change the subject, but you want to hear mm. a funny one mm. about fandoms and how asinine they are? Absolutely. So my wife got into She-Ra, the new Netflix re reboot. Yeah, Michael was watching that too. What did she think? She loves it. She's totally yeah, so does he. It. And there's fucking original fans who are pissed off at it. Aren't original <laughs> fans like my age now? Yeah, it's... The, it, how... how can you honestly, I know you were a huge He-Man fan growing up, yeah. but could you honestly go back and watch a full season of that, binge a full season of that without cringing and Fuck hating no. it? Here's the thing. It's funny you brought this up because he was watching the the, the Shiva reboot. We watched it. Uh, it was his turn to pick what to watch when we were eating dinner. Uh, so he left that on. And I didn't hate it. Like, I wasn't huge into Shiva. She was like... By the time She-Ra came around, I was getting past the age where like He-Man was still cool to me. Um, but there was a He-Man reboot, which I watched a little bit with him when he was little, and it wasn't terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but th that con TV thing that, that we were just fucking talking right. about. Um, they were playing old He-Man episodes the other day, and I watched like, I don't know, I'll say I watched like, 20 minutes of one of them like so basically mm -hmm. almost an entire episode or whatever and like uh from the like the kitsch value of it like the nostalgia from when i was little because like you said i was a huge he-man fan um I, no i couldn't watch an entire <laughs> i don't think i could watch an entire season like it's just i, I don't know like it, it was it was almost mind-lumbingly stupid by right. like the 10 minute mark and there's only so like I love Skeletor. Uh, mm. 
but there's only so much of that I can fucking stand before I'm like, oh, you know, like, you know, the first couple like, ah, he man, like, you know, (laughs) those are the first couple ones of those are like really, really fucking funny uh, to me. But then, you know, you get tired of it after a while. But I guess that's why it's made for like eight year olds or whatever. Uh, So all of those original She-Ra fans that are pissing in their pants over this, this, this horrible, atrocious thing that's been done to them should fucking take a breath right because uh, you're not the demographic anymore you old fucking nerd nothing like christ cartoons took a turn somewhere in the 90s where like shit we can't just sell toys anymore we can't we yeah can't, there has to be something there has to be a storyline there has to be characterization and yeah voice actors became serious actors you know mm-hmm. <laughs> just... there is a documentary on netflix it's like it's funny that you said selling toys there's a documentary on netflix specifically about he-man mm. um and how basically that's what it was they had an idea for a character and they couldn't get anybody to do it so they made like a mock-up like a plastic toy mock-up of this character to try and sell it for a cartoon and it ended up selling it for a cartoon, but only if they would make a line of toys to go with it. So it was all those characters that they would add all the time. That was just because they were wanted to sell more fucking toys. And I got them every goddamn time. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's turned kind of a corner where it's like they built the toys first and then sold the cartoon, you know, sold them with the cartoon. And now they're kind of like, Let's do both together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it probably the the latest renaissance happened with like Avatar, the last airbender. Yeah. yeah. That probably was the last major renaissance, you know, that built up to that. And now you have cartoons like Steven Universe, Adventure Time, mm-hmm. all these that, especially Steven Universe. I don't watch it, but I I read the communities around it and yeah. like synopsis of episodes and stuff. That's a pretty mature take it is. on childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, I applaud that. Yeah. The boy watches it every now and then he'll put it on. And I got, I'll admit, like, I don't know shit about, I don't know who I kind of know who's who, right. um, but I, I don't dislike the show. I think it's pretty fun. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of those cartoons that, that he would watch say, you know, when, when we only had like the one TV that we all kind of shared. Um, so, and he's a kid, so he dominates obviously. So we would watch these like cartoon shows that had some pretty like progressive topics for him, you know, like it's definitely kind of trying to like, uh, break kids into what's coming, I guess. Right. Just cool. Talking about like bullying and talking about like, you know, like shit that they're going to have to deal with potentially. I mean, we talked about it in the cartoon episode how much we both love animation, and yeah, I like reaping the the fruits of creators who grew up with cartoons and loved cartoons and are now creating mm-hmm. cartoons. You know, so and you can tell they're like they're like you know obvious labors of love. Yeah, and then like in I said, a lot the, of cases, the voice actors are actual actors, not just yeah. Yep. Read like, the you know, card. When we were kids, if so, if you said the name of a voice actor that was on a show that we liked, would you have even known who it was? Because I probably wouldn't know. No. No. Not unless it was someone famous, famous for being like somebody famous. really famous, yeah. yeah. And they were a special guest star on Scooby Doo or something. Right. 
Philip yeah, Diller. Like it's, an, it's an actor. Don Knotts. <laughs> Fucking Phyllis Diller. That was a good one, man. <laughs> oh, I hope no one has questions for me this week. Oh, look at that. You led, you, led, you led me right in. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh-oh. You're going to have to dig a little deeper because, Mike, Uh-oh. I have I have questions. Uh, all right so in keeping (laughs) in keeping with the theme today of travel which you know we obviously talked about cartoons for 15 minutes um so you know (laughs) whatever uh what do you think is the best i didn't know how to word it so i'm the best travel horror film like a where the victims go to another country not another planet like i'm not talking like space stuff i'm talking like you know, like where, you know, a guy and a girl go on fucking vacation and, and or something along that line and, you know, antics ensue. Oof. Ooh, that's a hard one. That is a hard one. I got to rack my brain here. Right. I felt kind of I felt like kind of a dick for not giving you heads up on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've got to pull the obvious one out is the American werewolf in Paris. London. Uh, London, sorry. <laughs> Paris. No, not not Paris. <laughs> <laughs> London. That was definitely between the effects and the... Yeah. You know. I love the effects in that movie, but I don't love that movie. Mm. What else? I mean, you could say... I think a lot of younger, less horror-loving people would say hostile. Okay. I wouldn't say hostile, but I wouldn't say hostile. Hostile made me hostile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did I tell that story in the in the in the episode where I talk about hate and horror movies that I uh I we we had free passes to that movie and I still wanted my money back? <laughs> Did you go demand it like I was it was close. Like the movie ended and we got up and I wanna say it was maybe like Jen and my like first movie date. Hmm. And like I'm like, oh, we'll go see fucking Hostel. It'll be great. It got free passes. We were both so mad by the end of that fucking movie. <laughs> Ugh. What a pile of shit that was. Sorry, go ahead. I, I fucking derailed you. No, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, would you consider Wrong Turn a travel? Yeah, it's a road movie. So, yeah, I kind of think so. Like, I guess it doesn't have to necessarily be in another country. Right. Uh, maybe that was too mm. specific. Uh, I think road movies should count. The Ruins. It's a, oh, I was hoping you'd say that. I love the, the one book. that takes place in Mexico. Yeah, I love the book, and the movie did not did homage to the book really well. Did it? Yeah. I haven't read the book. Yeah, and it, it like I could watch both. I couldn't. I read the book first, and then I watched the movie, and I didn't feel like it was hurting the book at all. Like a lot mm. of horror movies do, it really fit, and they cut the things that needed to be cut because it just wouldn't make sense in the film. Right. And it was just, it was really good. It was a really good, scary. It it almost captured the feeling of claustrophobia and trapped feeling that the it book did. had. But it still did a good job of that. I, I was surprised it's not as big as it is because it's it ticks all the boxes, you know. It's right. Traveling I liked it. Yeah. It was one of those ones that I caught on TV at like five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Mm. Like, you know, you wake up, you throw the TV on, and, like, I saw that one. Um, I can't remember if I told you about this one or if we fucking watched it together. There was one, and, of course, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, it's about a group of people that go into a pyramid, and they end up, like, going, like, 
down through the pyramid yeah, into you like told the me about lower that level. One, yeah. It's, yeah. I like that. And they meet like the god of death and shit. Yeah. Like it's 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 why it's cheesy. It doesn't look great, but like it's still a pretty fun movie. But the one like that that's better is as above, so below. Oh yes, I was actually gonna mention that. I love that movie. That is perfect. That's like one of the few depictions of hell I've seen on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And it was I don't even remember like why we watched that. Like it, I think somebody either recommended it or we had seen a trailer and thought it was cool. Like I have the movie poster for it, mm. which is like really cool. I love it. Um but yeah, that movie's great. Like you watched it like when Netflix picked it up like a few months back, yeah, right? Yeah. Cuz I was in that mood for hell movies or depictions uh-huh. of hell and that that was perfect. That was definitely Yeah. That's a damn good yeah. movie. That movie gets the claustrophobia thing down too. Yeah. Those scenes when they're swimming under that wall. Mm. Yeah, I've always had like a, a fascination with fiction based on hell. Um, Edward Lee, he's a, I can't remember. I think it's like gore punk or some shit. The, okay. the genre of books he writes, but he did a series, the infernal series, infernal city series where it was like people go to hell, like have powers to go to hell and everything. And the way he describes hell is pretty awesome. And I just always figured, like, if you could do, like, a a trip down there, you could travel down mm-hmm. there, you know, be a tourist. Right. You know, it's almost like I'm trying to segue into the main topic here based on <laughs> hell. <laughs> well, I think... It's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, travel. I think... I think if we went back 200 years, 300 years, probably wouldn't find many people in our social economical level wanting to travel. (laughs) They just want to survive. Rich people might have wanted to travel. They might have wanted to visit the famous It was much more of a luxury. Yeah. But now as people, as the middle class emerged, travel became much more of a thing. You know, with and well, and once transportation became, you know, not fucking walking or horse, um, I feel like it got quite a bit easier. Yeah, once the world got smaller, it became easier. Yeah. So, we're old. What kind of vacations did you go on as a kid? Uh, we didn't do like my dad worked like three different jobs. Um, and when I was like really little, my mom didn't work. Um, once I started school, like a couple grades up in school, then she started to work. Um, we would just do, we would go in the summer to visit my grandparents down in Maryland for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and they would always take me, like my dad would stay home because he had to work. So my mom and I would go and we would stay with my grandparents and uh, mom would take, like we would go to the, like we would go to the beach. We would go to like amusement parks. Like we went to King's Dominion a lot in Virginia. Uh, we went to Hershey Park a couple times. Um, but that was pretty much the only real family vacations that I remember when I was little, when my parents, when I got older and could stay home uh, on my own, my parents went on, like they started going on like cruises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at that point, my mom had a job and she was like, you know, financially, she was much more secure. Um, so, you know, they could afford that shit. Uh, so, you know, they would go on that and they took me on a couple of those. Uh, one, the first one was like a week, it was like a long weekend. And that was a lot of fun. They like, they wanted to test me out to see if I got really 
fucking bored with it. Um, and I didn't, because uh, you know, you just sign booze to the room, man. Like you could just once you're outside those waters, like they don't really care if you're young and you drink. Um, and then uh, when I was like sixteen or seventeen, they took me on another one, and that one was like two weeks. Mm. I want to say, uh, and that was just great. Uh, I, I there were because there were a couple like the islands are fun. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I don't like to do a lot of touristy shit. And I was too young to just wander around. Um, so like I was kind of stuck, just kind of going with the the crowd of suburbans right. uh, that were there <laughs> visiting. Um, so I, for me, like the days where we would be like there was no land, like we were just at sea for the day. Those were my favorite because I would just go out on the deck and there would just be nothing. Yeah. Like as long as far as you could see, there was just nothing. I did enjoy this. When we went on our cruise, like the shore days were kind of a letdown almost. And yeah, like, yeah, you like you because they're like, I, like they're touristy. Like where they dock you isn't like anywhere cool. Mm-hmm. It's around like, you know, uh, fucking tourist stands, like, you know, buying tchotchke fucking souvenirs and like, uh, you know, Jimmy Buffett chain restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> we went, we did a lot of camping and, mm. but for the big trips, we generally went more down south to Civil War battlefields. Like we okay. went to Harper's Ferry, Gettysburg, Vicksburg, yep. all those types of places, you know, that's probably kindled my love for history and everything. Yeah. I would think so. That's funny that you mentioned it. I didn't even think about that. When I would go stay with my grandparents, like that was the kind of stuff that they took me to as well. Mm. I remember going to Harper's Ferry with my aunt and uncle quite a few times. And I remember going to like Antietam and Gettysburg and oh God, I like I've, I guess if I thought about it, I could probably remember all the others. But good, now we can now we can now we can talk about this. <laughs> like did you like like were they like the coolest places to you? Like you would go like other spots on your vacation, but for some reason those battlefields were just the coolest shit. Yeah, really they were. I mean, because you're a kid and you just love battle shit and don't Yeah, like you you you'd think about like all the people that were there and the horrible shit. Like they're telling you all of these horrible things and you're just like Wow. Like you have no yeah you have no fucking con like you know context for what that is you're just thousands dead okay look at that little uniform like because right. yeah. me and my wife went a couple of years ago to gettysburg and right. it, was, it was definitely a more somber more reflective yeah. trip than when i was a kid you know because we spent we did an audio tour and we learned a lot of the stuff and you just realized that there were faces and names to the yeah those were people. carnage yeah yeah <laughs> that's very it's a very sobering thing like in high school i took the holocaust and world war ii class and as the end of the year came we took a trip to the holocaust museum oh you did yeah and that was definitely an experience like i went <laughs> Don't go there for fun. <laughs> you don't. You don't go there. Like, okay, family, let's load in the car. All you, right, everybody, load in. <laughs> go to the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> you go there for the specific reason of learning that that number, that six million, that eight million, has a face. That every one of those people had a family. Every one of those people yeah, had a. Of course. And it's it's a very. I think those kind of trips are important. You know, I'll always remember 
going to the Vietnam Memorial down there mm-hmm. and my teacher was a hard ass, but he was a Vietnam vet and him crying while etching a name, you know, it's like, yeah. holy shit. And then on top of that, we, we stayed at a hostel type place. Yeah. Yep. Also staying there was a fucking, um, Nagasaki survivor. Whoa. Nagasaki survivor. So she talked to us about that. And that was pretty fucking amazing. That's wild. Yeah. We went to DC. Um, I'm terrible with years. I'm going to say like three years ago or so, four maybe, um, to stay with Jen's aunt and uncle. And they, uh, they lived in Alexandria. So we would take like, you know, the, the metro everywhere. But like, they asked about the Holocaust Museum and we were all kind of like, ah, you know, like, I don't know if I'm quite up for that today. But like we hit up like, like I feel like DC is one of those places where like hitting up the touristy stuff is kind of okay. Hmm. Like, cause it's like major his, like stuff. Like, you know, you go, we drove past the white house. Like we didn't obviously go, uh, but like the, the Lincoln Memorial and the, the, the Washington monument and, and, and all of that stuff. Like we hit up all that. Like you kind of have to see that stuff. If right. you go, right. like it's, it's just cool to like, cause where you're standing, like all this major stuff happened. And like, I remember we went, it was it was it was pretty dark um and i i kind of strolled through the 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 vietnam memorial my dad is a vet um so obviously it wasn't like i was looking for his name or anything right. <laughs> like like you're you're not kidding when you say that it's like like i don't even it, it, there's just a the, the air around mm. that thing is different like not because there's like you know not because there's like nefarious shit that went on there. It was just, just because of what it is. Like you, you look at this wall of names that just goes on forever. Yeah. Every, and you think that like every single one of those is a person that didn't come home. Mm-hmm. The Korean, well, Korean war memorial is pretty powerful too, where it's like, I uh, think I saw that one. That was like the platoon of soldiers walking in. in yes. Weather. And just, yep. just like the looks on their face and everything. It was like, yeah. It's a very sobering, very real moment. I think, I mean, it would take a whole episode to talk about everything, but patriotism and that feeling yeah, and everything. But we still have to respect what the ideals of the past and everything. Yeah, you take away the stuff that you need to respect, and then you do away with the the stuff that's that's clearly uh, manufactured. And I think one thing to think is, yeah, they might have been rah, rah, rah and everything, but it came down to the fact that they were fighting for their brother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very different mindset than TV wants to believe with the recruiting videos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just that, yeah, it's not, it's not flashy and fun. They, by being, having that courage to die and fight, for their brother, they were had the courage to fight for their country, you know. So yeah. just anyway, let's get off of the fucking sober <laughs> shit and talk we, about we, something else. We traveled into sad territory. No, like did. future episodes here. Right, take notes. So as an adult, um, well, I I want I wanted to say my little soliloquy here because yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to it, but. I, 
do you remember like traveling with your parents that feeling of riding in the back seat as a kid or even a teen you were safe dad was yeah. driving for all you knew he was the best driver in the world and kept us safe and as the street lights or the sun, moonlight or the starlight went overhead it was just such a calming perfect peace like that was just peace mm-hmm. being in the backseat like, like my like i oh, i hate to drive i think everybody fucking knows that and the part of the reason is is because if i'm in a car the only thing i want to do is gaze out the window mm. and and listen to whatever happens to be on the on the radio that's <laughs> all i want to fucking do but if i'm driving not only do i have to pay attention so i don't die i have to pay attention <laughs> so somebody else doesn't fucking hit me it's right. just too much goddamn work mm-hmm. like the only like travel, I guess this counts as travel. Like, well, like, you know, when you were living with your parents and I would take that, like, I don't know. How long was that drive? Two hours? Hour and 45 or so. Hour and 45. That was my favorite drive ever. Like of any long drive I've ever done myself. That was the one that I like look for, looked forward to the most because like, not obviously because we were going to get to hang out, but because it was such a scenic drive. Mm-hmm. Like there was just these wide expanses of nothing but like, rolling mountains full of like pine trees and just like flat farmland. Like it was just kind of great. Like I would probably find places like Nebraska really pretty, mm. but you could never get me to fucking live there. I always love that. Like I'm finding that a lot now that I'm up higher and going to all these rinky dink mm. and bumblefuck. Like how are their communities here? What are they surviving on? Where do these people work? Where where's their fire department? Right. You know, where's the closest hospital? It's just it's just fun to think about these people and like how, how they, they actually do it. Because obviously there's kids. Right. Like it's not like, you know, old people who don't have anything better to do. Like there's kids. Kids want to do shit. Like, where do you go? Where you know, like you said, you know, if you want to go out to eat, how far do you have to drive before you fucking get there? Right. Like especially back towards you where it just kind of thins out almost completely at times. Mm. <laughs> so as an adult, where have you traveled? Um, we didn't like, I like we did the DC one. Like I just talked about, um, aside from that, I would say like, you know, aside from going to like New Jersey for conventions and shit like that. Uh, probably the, the, the biggest trip I took was when we got married, when we went to Las Vegas, mm. uh, we got married by an Elvis impersonator. Um, <laughs> it, it, Jen had been married once prior. Uh, so when we were talking about it, uh, she was like, I don't want to do a big, a big thing. Let's just, let's just go to Vegas and make a trip out. Of it. Yeah, basically. Um, and I said, well, if we're going to Vegas, I, I was joking when I said this, I said, <laughs> well, if we're going to go to Vegas, we have to get married by Elvis. And then she didn't say no. So we got married by Elvis. Um, it was it was fucking fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I hate flying. Uh, if if you were if you were uh, if you were looking at me, write this down. That hate would be in like giant capital letters. Uh, I hate flying. Uh, so it took me some Xanax and uh, a couple Jack and Cokes to get me to get me to Vegas safely. Mm. Uh, we didn't die, obviously. Uh, but yeah, whew, whew, I was nervous. And the, the shitty part about it is right. Like you get there and you're like, man, I survived. And then I think like the first thought in my head is like, yeah, but you got to go back. <laughs> you still got one more plane trip, pal. Um, no, it was fucking great though. Like I love Las Vegas. 
if 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 I had uh, an endless supply of money and didn't have to work uh, and could basically just live in a casino all the time, Las Vegas would be my kind of town, baby. Um, Cause man, was that place a lot of fucking fun. Uh, they, they pump in oxygen. There's no fucking windows anywhere. Uh, there's a buffet probably every eight feet. Um, there was an oxygen bar, a fucking oxygen bar. I'm not even kidding. There were people sitting at counters uh, with like, you know, like you see like old people, like grandma's got emphysema, like the fucking thing that goes over your ears and up your nose. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're sitting there and they're breathing air, but some of it is like orange infused air and like, like crazy shit like that. And I was just like, whoa, I want to do that. I don't even know why I want to do that, but I want to do that. I didn't do it because it was like dumb expensive, but um yeah, like Las Vegas is like if um, if a fantasy novel just threw up in the desert, <laughs> basically, like if you if you can think of it, I you could probably find it in Las Vegas. Like we <laughs> I opened up the, the phone book when we got there and there was a section. I kid you not. That was no wait. No, hang on. I, I have to I have to I have to fix this. Uh, there were two phone books. There was a regular yellow pages and then there was the yellow pages that were just for like services. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was fucking wild. And like, you know, we're coming, we get off the bus in front of the hotel uh, from an airport and there's dudes, there's dudes clacking cards together for like escort services, like clacking them together and handing them to, hey, here, here, here. I, mean, I had a stack of them for a little while. It was just fun. And then you realize that it's really kind of seedy and <laughs> creepy. And, you know, like, we threw those out after that. Um, but at the same time, like Vegas is kind of a fucking, like staying in a casino is kind of a fucking nightmare too. Like our room was, we stayed at the Luxor, which is the giant pyramid. Uh, and when you opened our window, the only thing you could see was the pyramid's ass or the Sphinx's ass. Uh, so that was our view of Las Vegas from the room was Sphinx, butt. um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but right outside of our room, right? Like, so you go open the door and you go out to the balcony and you can see basically like the lobby where everything comes in. Um, and on a loop, there was a big video screen uh, out right as you would walk into the lobby that played nothing but an ad for uh, Liza Minnelli, who was playing there, I guess. Uh, so like, you know, every 20 minutes or so, you'd hear her fucking bellowing out some fucking song. Um <laughs> Yeah, you would think they would make the rooms like a little bit more noise proof, but no. And uh, so if it wasn't Liza Minnelli, it was uh, it was Carrot Top. They were advertising for Carrot Top. Um, so, yeah, like you could also like, you know, obviously based on those two names, you could see anybody you want to see in Las Vegas, too. Uh, Prince was still alive at that point. Mm. Uh, and he was playing at the uh, oh, fuck. He owned a club in the Rio or he owned part of the Rio. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but he was playing that night and the guy who, the guy who dropped us off at the courthouse to get our marriage license and all that other shit was like, yeah, you just go in and the club is like open ceilinged. So you just go up to like the second floor by the second floor bar and you can watch the show for free. Huh. Like you just, you're just not in the fucking club. We didn't go though. Jen didn't want to go. Um, and she's going to roll her eyes at me when we listen to this episode because I brought this story up because I always bring this story up that uh, I could have seen Prince, his Royal badness for free <laughs> in Las Vegas. And we did not do that, uh, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Vegas was a lot of, 
it was a lot of fucking fun, man. Like I was sick as a dog the whole time we were there, but uh, I didn't care. I loved it. I ate so much fucking food. Um, it is a, it is a, it is like, so, it is Sodom and Gomorrah in the middle of Nevada. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would, I, I don't think I could feasibly live there, but uh, man, I could definitely take long vacations in, in Vegas. Right. <laughs> but I think though, as an adult, those are the only really big like vacations. We do a lot of like day trips, right? Cause like we have the dogs, so we can't really, it's not as easy to stay overnight. Oh yeah. We know places. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know all about it. Um, like we've been talking about like, go, I want to go to Salem sometime, but I don't want to go in October. Like I want to go like when, like not a lot of people are there, uh, when it's not like, when it's not like amateur hour. Fucking posers. Um, right. <laughs> like, and I would like to go to like, I would love to go to Boston sometime and see the museums and, shit like that like we go to the city every now and then like he just went to see his first broadway show with school so yeah you know there's plenty of shit i still want to do how about you like what are your big what are your big adult kind of you you do a lot of traveling now yeah we do it like every couple of years we did yeah the cruise to like cozumo and that stuff that was really nice i like like you said before the best days were on the ship, although I did do snorkeling and almost my wife almost drowned me because she panicked. But <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she panicked, uh-huh. dude. She did. She like <laughs> she got out the water like she couldn't do it. Like, oh wow, she so she had like a full on yeah, water. Okay, with she it. grabbed okay. me and I was like, oh, I, I got gotcha. you, Boy Scout here. I remember what to do. <laughs> right. I remember had to rescue swim. I swam her back to the boat and everything. Oh, so yeah, it, but that was awesome. I got what saving her life? Well, snorkeling, <laughs> <laughs> and then I loved going to the casino dressed up as James Bond. Played, I, yeah, those pictures that you sent me were my favorite. Man, you were you're you pretty swagged out. I was playing the poker game you play against the casino. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you do? I did pretty. I came out ahead. I only last night was the only night I lost money, but that's because I. I went to a table full of people, so it was a lot less fun. Oh, so your odds were, yeah. yeah. But yeah, otherwise it was pretty good. We've done a lot of trips to Disney. We've done two? Two? Yeah. That's a lot for that's a lot for white lower class with that with student loans. <laughs> with Disney prices? Yeah. yeah. We went to Universal. Um the thing I like about Disney is Epcot because you can drink around the world. Right. <laughs> Every little world you can get some fucking alcohol. And but Disney overall is just amazing in how friendly they are and how accommodating they are to even to a childish right. couple. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure you're not the first to come through. You know. <laughs> and they're used to it. Universal's awesome. The only thing I don't like about Universal is they have the fucking barkers and scam artist people that they're like the time, Do they really? the timeshares and all that bullshit. Ugh. So that's the only thing I, I didn't like. Stuff. I just tell people I lived in Florida and they left me alone. They they leave you yeah. alone. Yeah. I was telling I was telling Jen yesterday or the day before that if we ever decide to go to Disney, it has to be with you guys. Because mm. you've been down there so much, like you kind of know where everything is, and like they can run around and you and I can go drink around the world. Right. Plus Becky and all that kind of Becky, shit is great at getting the fast passes and the dinner reservations. Like right. she stays up to get those shit because if, yeah, if you're not, if you're like a nanosecond off, yeah, you don't get yeah. them. So, I mean, like 
Did you see the shit about the Star Wars thing? Oh, I can't wait to go. That is sold out in like a yeah. sold out reservation. I know some. I know two people that got them, and I was just like, you know, like you want to you want to hit like on their status because you're like that's so cool. But at the same time, you're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's a good thing. Is next time we go, that'll be built, so I'll be yeah, I'll be able to go see it. Yeah, you will, and you're gonna have to take a shit ton of pictures for me. Because it was in Hollywoodland. Hollywoodland sucked. We went there for a day, and we ended up like, yeah. "Fuck this." We're just it's there's nothing to do. What else did they have? Hollywoodland had the Star Wars game or ride, and Star Wars Land Light, and they had like a mm. Toy Story ride, and then they had the rocking roller coaster. Mm. The big problem was like there was no place to eat, so I was like, really? "Yeah," I was like, eh, "This isn't fun." <laughs> Right, Look, yeah, that does sound kind of I can't get dull. drunk here. Right, there's no point. Like, people, if I can't get drunk... A lot of people say they hate Animal Kingdom, but Animal Kingdom is really awesome. Like, What are the complaints? Like, it's too small? Like, it's not what they yeah, wanted it to be? Yeah, it's not Disney like enough. It's, it's too small. It's, but it was really nice. It was very, it was very educational, for one thing. Um, right. The Avatar ride was awesome. Really? Yeah drinking their african drinks was awesome <laughs> nice <laughs> had a baby rhino cool so yeah i mean like disney is definitely i know we're supposed to be these hardcore like fucking horror loving motherfuckers but i am hardcore horror loving i also happen to like cartoons yeah so. <laughs> and disney is just it's amazing and they're built to do what they do <laughs> yeah. you know and that's like I'm 41 now, so let's just say you know hypothetical. I get to Disney by the time I'm 45. So let's say when I'm 45, I go to Disney. I'm going to take pictures with every fucking character yeah. I could possibly find. Right? Like I want to go get my picture taken with Maleficent. Are you out of your fucking mind? Like that's like that's like you know five year old Aaron's dream come true right there. Like hanging out with Maleficent and like. You know, by that time, Disney will own literally fucking everything. So think of the potential Disney characters, mm. quote unquote, that we could take pictures with because, you know, they're going to have them. You know, like I met Donald Duck and I told him he was my favorite and Donald loved yep. that. I met Belle and she taught me how to be a proper gentleman. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, but, you know, that's like good on her. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you meet, um, oh God, Brave Merida? Yeah. Didn't you meet yeah, Merida too? Yeah. Yeah. She was awesome. I mean, the, the, the actors are so into the characters. It's amazing. Right. So yeah, I, I, I used to, I used to work with a lady whose niece worked at Disney and she started out on the cruise. Ooh. Uh, she did that for a couple years and then she became a character. Ooh. At one point, like before I stopped working where at where I was at that point, her her niece had become a character mm -hmm. um, and she would always have these like cool stories to tell me like, you know, like, oh, I talked to my niece and, you know, they, this happened. And, like, it's got to be like a really kind of interesting job. Right. Pay shit, though. <laughs> yeah, the pay is shit. And I can't think of anything I would like to do less mm. than wear a giant costume in the middle of fucking Florida. Or worse, not be a character because at least they get breaks, oh, <laughs> right? And there's like little fans in there to keep them. Like, yeah, that's got to be rough. 
But the cool thing is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, people. That's that sucks. <laughs> my favorite part of like Epcot was Japan. Yeah, because like I got to talk to Japanese people, and it was really cool just yeah. to talk to them about their culture and everything, and get education that way because. That's the one place I want to go in the future is Japan. And right. Yeah. So you're trying to learn about it before you get there. So you're not like, you know, super tourist. Right. And I think definitely learning about their culture is important before you go to Japan. And I, I kind of just wanted to go see the electronics district in Tokyo and yeah. get some good vending food machine or vending machine food. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's. Japan is definitely my where I want to go to in the future. Where do you want to go to in the future? Uh, you know, I was thinking about that while you were talking about it. Um, that's a rough, that's a, that's a rough pick for me. Like there are a ton of places, um, that I would really love to see. Like I would like, obviously I would love to go to Japan. I think it would be great to go there. I would love to go see sites in like India. Um, I would love to see like, Tibet and a lot of those like Asian countries with like a lot of the, the Buddhism and, and all those temples and shit like that. Like I would love to see that stuff. Mm. Um, but then I, you know, like there's like the kind of obvious stuff. Like I would love to, I would love to go to Ireland one day. I'd love to go to Scotland one day. Uh, I think Australia would probably be great, but you would never get me on a plane for that fucking long. Um, <laughs> You would just, you would, you would pretty much have to just like that scene in uh, the fifth element where Bruce Willis is like, no, wait. And she hits the button and he just fucking falls asleep. You would have to do that to me. Like you would have to suck all the air out of a room so that I just fucking passed out. Um, because I dislike flying so much. Um, I've always kind of had a fascination with trains. Uh, like, like not to like work on them and shit like that. Like I don't collect model trains or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but like when we went to DC, we took the train, like it would have, it would have honestly been like an hour and a half flight. And I was like, Nope, we're taking the train. <laughs> so, but you get to see more shit that way. Like that's the part of like, that's the parts of the places that I'm going that I want to see. Like right. you see some fucked up shit from a train window, man. Like I am relatively certain that everything with that within say 25 feet of a train area, like I'm including the tracks in the building, everything within at least 25 feet of that is made of like broken glass and just horrible shit. Like mm. there was just like, like you're seeing like the backs of buildings that are just old <laughs> and like busted out and like, and it's stuff that you would be like, that's disgusting. Why would you want to look at that? But like, that's also kind of part of where we live. Like you, you, it's nice to look and see. Um, it's nice to look and see things that are like pleasing to the eyes, but sometimes it's important to see things that aren't pleasing to your eyes as well, to kind of keep everything in perspective. Like I was going down to DC to stay with my wife's aunt and uncle who are like fairly well off. And I was driving past, um, I was driving past or not driving. I was riding in a train past like, you know, towns that had like a, a big factory in it at one point, And that factory is now completely run down and closed. Like, where did those people go? Like, like that's the <laughs> kind of thing you look at and you're like, okay, so this is, this is America too. I guess mm. I like to, I like to blend the two. Like I like to see them both. Like it, it makes me want to, it makes me want to help more people when I can see how people live sometimes. Like it makes me want to be, you know, more 
open-minded to everybody coming from something different. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to do a sleeper car trip. Yeah. But man, they're expensive. Expensive. <laughs> Holy shit. Like you would think in an age where planes exist, um that that trains would be a little less pricey. Like you would think that they would lower their prices to make people come in. Like, oh, well this is cheap, you know? Like I will go get this sleeper car and take this trip by train. No, they like doubled the price. Like it should have been 150 and they're like $800 like for a cot. <laughs> Yeah, because I did the 24-hour trip from New York City to Orlando, right. and I couldn't afford the sleeper car, so. And then I ran out, that was back when I was smoking, and I ran out of cigarettes like six hours in. Oh. So I just went to the smoker car and hung out there just to get second Just, just to breathe it in? Because <laughs> it was just like a bench that was closed off. Are you serious? And a sealed in like <laughs> thing. So it's like eight of us in there smoking. It's like you're smoking in a fucking boys room at high school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And that's why trains are great. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's close us off tonight. So, uh, there you go, everybody. This was our uh, this was our travel episode. Like, I hope I, we didn't really know kind of how exactly we were going to do this. So, I hope you enjoyed the ride, and uh, I hope I hope it was at least interesting because I thought it was actually really fun. I had a good time with this one. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. I think sometimes the episodes that we do, we don't know how they're going to turn out are the ones that turn out all right. Uh, so that being said, Mike, if the people wanted to follow you on social media, where would they do that? Well, the only place I'm kind of active is Twitter. So you would follow me, medic five by five at. Oh, I was I did that backwards. You did it backwards, Yoda. May the fourth. That... <laughs> How we saw it, Mike at medic five by five. And if you want to follow me, uh, you would go to a Thomas nineteen seventy eight. Uh, I'm not super active on Twitter, but Mike, I, I got I got Before I forget, I got to tell you this. Uh, the, the I was talking about the last drive in earlier, the Joe mm-hmm, Bob show, mm-hmm. the mail girl, Darcy, the mail girl uh, followed me on Twitter the other day. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked uh, she tweeted something about whatever movie they were going to play next. Uh, and I liked the tweet and uh, and she followed me. So, I mean, I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. Right. You know, she followed right. me on followed me on Twitter. Uh, things are pretty serious. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she follows plenty of fans. Uh, all right, so there you go. That's where you. That's where you find. Mike. <laughs> that's where you find Mike, and that's where you find me. Uh, <laughs> Mike, say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Later, y'all. <laughs>